my friends. Welcome to Season 7, Week 9 of Be Formed on the Holy Eucharist. We are continuing our study of the apostolic exhortation of Pope Benedict XVI called Sacramentum Caritatis, the Sacrament of Charity. And uh, this document can be found online. A, A little background. Two weeks ago, Father Max did an intro to this document, talked about the Eucharist as the Sacrament of Charity. Father Tom Logue then uh, took us through the Eucharist and the connection with the Holy Trinity. And this week, I'm going to be looking at the Eucharist and the sacraments of initiation, baptism, confirmation, and the Eucharist, paragraphs 16 to 19 of this document. Again, you can find it online. Where are we going over the next four weeks? So uh, Pope Benedict begins this section of his uh, apostolic exhortation Uh, on the relationship between the Eucharist and all of the sacraments. So this week I'll cover the sacraments of initiation. Next week, Bishop Hicks will talk about the sacraments of healing and the Eucharist. The following week, Bishop Wall will talk about the sacrament of holy orders and the Eucharist. And then finally, Father James Garascio will explain the sacrament of holy matrimony and the Eucharist. And then I'll have a, a closing video for week 13. December 8th is the end of season uh, seven of Be Formed already. So I remember the goal of Be Formed. The Lord wants to meet you where you're at and help you take one step closer to him today. So let us pray as we embark on this weekly video. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you and praise you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the gift of your church and the sacraments especially the sacrament of the Eucharist, and today as we look at baptism and confirmation as well. Thank you for loving us so tenderly. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in this section, uh, Pope Benedict starts by looking at the sacramentality of the church. And this is a paradigm that I like, that helps me kind of put things in a good framework. So we have the Father, God the Father. He sends his son Jesus, you know, in the fullness of time. We know all of the Old Testament history. God sent prophets and people to try to bring his people into covenant with God, and they kept breaking the covenants. So he says, I'll send my son Jesus. Certainly they'll listen to him. And Of course, we know the answer to that. Jesus lived our life, walked our talk, was crucified, rose to new life, ascended into heaven. And when he ascends to heaven to be with God the Father, they send whom? The the Holy Spirit. So we have the Father, then the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit establishes the church on earth, and then the church gives us the seven sacraments. So if we want to say the sacramentality of the church, a sacrament is an outward sign of an inward grace. So in a way, we can say Jesus is an outward sign of the Father. The Holy Spirit is an outward sign of the Father and the Son. The church is an outward sign of the Holy Trinity. And then the sacraments are outward signs of the church. So these sacraments are very particular ways that God wants to love us. Sacraments of initiation, sacraments of healing, you know, anointing and reconciliation. And then the sacraments of vocation, holy matrimony, and holy orders. And all of these are ways from the Father to the Son to the Holy Spirit, through the church, through the sacraments, that God's reaching out to us saying, 
I love you. I want to be in relationship with you. And I want to draw you into the love of the Holy Trinity. Last week, Father Tom Logue talked about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit being uh, a relationship of three persons. And the goal of the Trinity is to draw all of us into that loving relationship, into that family of the Holy Trinity. The church is a means to do that. And then the sacraments within the church are very tangible, specific ways that God wants to reach out to you. And thus we see that the church is is sacramental in nature and the Eucharist is at the very center. In paragraph 16, uh, Pope Benedict says, the Second Vatican Council recalled that all sacraments and indeed all ecclesiastical ministries and works of the apostolate are bound up with the Eucharist and are directed toward it. So what's he saying here? That all the sacraments, the seven sacraments, and all of the church's ministries, so if we think about communion to the homebound, ministry to the sick in the hospitals, um, ministry to the grieving, youth ministry, young adult ministry, adult ministry, all the ministries and works of the church are bound up with the Eucharist, meaning we talk about the Eucharist being the source and summit of our faith. Everything flows from the Eucharist and everything returns back to the Eucharist. And why is that? Because the Eucharist is Jesus himself. Jesus is the center of the church. He's the, he's the second person in the Holy Trinity. Um, he is our source of everything that we have and, and all that we are. So this close relationship between the church and the sacraments and with the Eucharist being at, at a central place, um, it shows that everything that we do should be ordered to the Eucharist, to Jesus. The Second Vatican Council in this regard stated that the church in Christ is a sacrament, a sign and instrument of communion with God and of the unity of the entire human race. So again, the goal of the Father, through the Son, through the Holy Spirit, is to draw all of us back to union with the Holy Trinity. The church is this sacrament of of God uh, and this community of faith that is this means and methodology to trust back into communion with him. St. Cyprian said this, a people made one by the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is the church. The church is the sacrament of Trinitarian communion. So if you want to be in communion with the Holy Trinity, stay close to the church and the sacraments. In art, if you look at an aerial view of St. Peter's Basilica, the beautiful colonnade by Michelangelo, these are intentionally meant to look like arms reaching out to the world with an opening here in the middle. That opening is meant to be a welcome to people of all over the world, all races, languages, and tongues, that through the church, we can be brought into communion with one another and you know, with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It says here in the church, there's no more Greek or Jew, slave or free. Uh, we're all one in Christ. So the fact that the church is the universal sacrament of salvation shows how the sacramental economy ultimately determines the way that Christ, the one Savior, through the Spirit, reaches our lives in all their particularity. What's he saying here? In, in seminary, we talked about the scandal of particularity. And that, that word struck me, that phrase struck me, that 
it's scandalous how particular God loves us. That in baptism, God calls you by name and he says, you're mine. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Through confirmation, you know, we are anointed and sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Through the Eucharist, the God of the universe who created everything wants to come to us in this humble form of bread and wine that's become his body, blood, soul, and divinity to say, I love you. This is my body given up for you. This is my blood poured out for you. He goes on to say that the church receives and at the same time expresses, there's always this giving and taking uh, what she herself is in the seven sacraments, thanks to which God's grace concretely influences the lives of the faithful. If you want to experience God's love in a personal way, stay close to the sacraments, especially the Eucharist and reconciliation, so that our whole existence, redeemed by Christ, can become an act of worship pleasing to God. Is your life an act of worship pleasing to God? When people see the way that you live, when they hear what you say, do they know he or she belongs to Christ? Um, do, do they get drawn closer to Christ by the way that we live and move and have our being? So every sacrament is an intimate encounter with the living God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Paragraph 17 is about the Eucharist and Christian initiation. The Eucharist, the fullness of Christian initiation. So as I mentioned, we have the three sacraments of Christian initiation. Baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist. Um, Pope Benedict says, Baptism and confirmation are always directed to the Holy Eucharist, by which we have the fullness of communion with Christ and his church. Remember, we talked about Receiving communion is the greatest sign of unity between us and God and between uh, us and the other members of the church. And so everything moves toward the Eucharist and everything flows from the Eucharist. So what happens in baptism? Baptism cleanses us of original sin. It brings us into life in Christ and we become members of his mystical body, the church. Holy Communion brings to perfection our entry into the church. Remember we have in John chapter 6, Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He talks about the importance of baptism. Of course, go and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Eucharist should be the center of your lives. He says the Holy Eucharist then brings Christian initiation to completion and represents the center and goal of all sacramental life. And it's one of those sacraments we can receive daily if we choose to, that we can have this intimate encounter with God on a daily basis. Just imagine that. That's why this Eucharistic revival is so important. If we truly understood who it is that we're receiving at Mass, we would be there as much as we could, as often as we could, it's because the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. Paragraph 18, we talk about the order of the sacraments of initiation. So if we look at this, there are different schools of thought here. In the Eastern Catholic churches, the normal procedure for the sacraments of initiation are baptism, confirmation right after baptism, and then Eucharist right after confirmation. And so babies can receive all three of these 
these sacraments. And so the confirmation is meant to uh, increase the gift of the Holy Spirit in baptism. And then the Eucharist is clearly, uh, by this order, uh, a strengthening and increase of the graces received in baptism and confirmation. They're perfected in the Eucharist. You may say, then, why in the Latin Church do we receive the normal uh, way if, if somebody's baptized as a baby? They receive First Communion around the age of reason, seven or eight, and then confirmation is often after that around the age of 13 or so. But in the, in the Catholic Church, in the Latin Rite, for example, I was baptized at the age of 18, and I received my baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist that same day. Now, this is an aside. I want to clarify this because I know it's come up. People will say, well, since Father Burke received Holy Communion before the other sacraments, why don't we let everybody receive communion, whether they're Catholic or not? God can work through that. But there's an order to what the church does for a purpose. So that's why we don't just say everybody can receive communion, whether you're Catholic or not. There needs to be a training to understand why it is what we're doing, this honor and reverence toward the Eucharist. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, we've found consecrated hosts in our music missiles. We found it on the floor. People don't understand that this is God. This is Jesus himself. And so that's why the church has kind of rules and regulations around why Catholics should receive communion and others can come up for a blessing That's just an aside there. So in the Latin church, somebody who is baptized after the age of reason is like the Eastern church. It's baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist. Um, But the normal way most most Latin Rite Catholics have received their sacraments is baptism, Holy Communion, and Eucharist. Paul Benedict says either one is fine. This is not a part of the deposit of faith where it's a dogma that you have to receive the sacraments in a certain order. Uh, but he says it's a, it's, a, it's a part of pastoral practice. He says, concretely, it needs to be seen which practice better enables the faithful to put the sacrament of the Eucharist at the center, at the goal of the whole process of initiation. So whatever we do, we should be looking at, is everything pointing toward the Eucharist? Um, and if it's not, we should look at it. For example, there are bishops who have gone back to what's called the restored order, where they have baptism, confirmation, and then Holy Eucharist. That is fine as well. And according to their pastoral practice, they're wanting to uh, make sure that the the Eucharist is at at the center. It's the goal of everything we do in initiation. It can be done in in a very positive way as well with baptism, Eucharist, and confirmation. But it's something that each of our diocese and parishes should look at, especially during this Eucharistic revival, if we understood who it is that we're receiving, it would change everything. Paragraph 19, then, is the initiation, the ecclesial community, and the family. So here, Pope Benedict is talking about the importance of someone's biological family or adopted family, and the church family in this process of initiation. There are statistics that say many people who have come through RCIA or OCIA, it used to be called the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults, 
now it's called the Order of Christian Initiation for Adults, that like only 11% of people that came in through this process would persevere. And my experience with some, some people is they get connected to their OCIA group, and then once they receive their sacraments of initiation, they're kind of thrown into this big pool of the whole community without knowing people, and they can get lost and easily fall away. So one of the things we're trying to do here at St. Isaac Jogues is to incorporate the people in OCIA into the larger community from the very beginning. So every Monday night, we have our Monday night formations. People from OCIA are invited and encouraged to come, along with members of the community who are longtime Catholics, you know, maybe short-time Catholics, non-Catholics. But we're building community together as we grow. And then... Once they receive their sacraments of initiation, my goal is that they would become part of a be-formed community where they're continuing to learn and grow, and they're a part of this ecclesial community. Uh, Pope St. John Paul II said, our churches should be communities of communities, small communities that come together in a larger community for Sunday worship. And I believe that to be true. Those of you who are part of a small group community, I think, are realizing how important this family of faith is. And, uh, and I'm so convinced that we need to learn as adults. We need to continue learning. I always say that we have a lot of like 13-year-old Catholics running around the world because most people were confirmed at the age of 13. They stopped their religious formation. And I think about the things I learned at age 13 and earlier and the things I've learned since then. And boy, is it the difference dramatic. Um, and so when I learned about my faith as an adult, it took on a whole new meaning. So I really want to encourage you, if you're in Be Formed, to continue to invite other people into your small groups, to take, take the courage to grab a friend and start a new group where this continued, can continue to grow. And if you're not part of a small faith community, a small group of Be Formed or other uh, like-minded groups, I would encourage you to, to be a part of these communities as uh, the Pope is talking about the importance of, um, and that's why, you know, the, the Holy Trinity is a family of persons. They're trying to invite us into this community of faith. The church is this sacramental arm of the Holy Trinity with its sacraments to draw other people into communion with the community and with the Holy Trinity. This made me think of a, you know, a, a true story. I have some friends who they had a six-year-old boy and then a newborn boy. They were bringing their newborn home for the first time. They had the, the nursery perfect. The crib was perfect. And that first night that they were putting their newborn son in, in the crib, their six-year-old said, can I have a moment to myself with my little brother? And my friends were a little skeptical, so they stood right outside the, the room, wanted to make sure nothing you know, crazy happened. And they watched as their six-year-old climbed on the edge of the crib. And he said to his little brother, hurry up and tell me about God. I'm starting to forget. True story. His parents started to cry. And what they realized was, you know, we come from God and we're returning to God, but we get beat up along the way and we start to forget who God is. And it's easy to look at the things going on in the world and saying, God, where are you? And we separate ourselves from the church, from the sacraments. And we feel alone out there. Well, we need to work against that 
um, kind of movement away from the church and the sacraments to stay connected. These sacraments are specific ways that God's saying, I have been with you, I am with you, and I will be with you until the end of the age. The scandal of particularity of how particular God wants to love us. And it's easy to forget that God is with us. So we have to make a conscious effort to go to church and to participate in these sacraments. Our Lectio Divina for this week is the Great Commission. I've talked about it briefly, but let me read it here and then offer a prayer of reflection. In Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20, the 11 disciples, so Judas has left, went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. They even doubted back then. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, this is Jesus' great commission, not only to the apostles, but to us, that we are called to go and make disciples. We're not the disciple makers in the sense of, you know, we're not God, but we can, if we know that Jesus is a reflection of the Father, that the Holy Spirit came from the Father and the Son to start the church, the church has given us the sacraments that a way for us to bring people into communion with the Holy Trinity is to bring them in through the sacraments of initiation and then the sacraments of healing and vocation as well. Because this is God's command that we, through our big and small ways, bring people back to him. I think be formed is a great way to bring people back into the fold help them to not only learn about God, but to fall in love with him, be a part of this church community. Our next large group will be November 8th from 6 to 7 here at St. Isaac Jogues. 6 o'clock adoration, witness speaker, some music, some silence. I'll be talking about St. Martin of Tours, benediction, and then we'll have uh, snacks afterward. Feel free to bring uh, snacks to share with the group. And this will be live-streamed. Next week, as I mentioned, Bishop Hicks will be speaking about the Eucharist and the sacraments of healing. And remember the goal of Be Formed. Christ wants to meet us where we're at and then take one step closer to him. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for your Son, Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the Church. We thank you for the sacraments. We thank you for loving us in a very particular way way. Help us to be drawn into your church and into communion with you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God bless you and your families, and to all of you out there, Wayne Camino.